big plays, and even bigger laughs. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. He's Jamie Lent. I'm Choice Woodman. You're listening to the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. The teletype sound means it is time for this day in sports history. Jeff, go ahead. Last one you got to do there, Choice. It is teletype, right? It is teletype, yes. It is teletype. It's not teletubby. No. Teletype. Sorry. 1923. Or don't tell a skinny guy either. What about Telechuck? Mm, that was that was bad. <laughs> really bad. 1923. Washington Senators future baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Walter Johnson becomes the first to reach 3,000 career strikeouts en route to 3508 with 5 Ks in a 3-1 win over the Cleveland Indians. 1926. Cincinnati Reds right fielder Kurt Walker ties the National League record of two triples in the same inning in a 13-1 route of the Boston Braves. I bet he was tired. I bet bet he was, too. too. Yeah. It's a good guess. 1962, Chicago White Sox outfielder Floyd Robinson goes 6-4-6, all of them singles, as the White Sox beat the Boston Red Sox 7-3 at Fenway Park. 1967, Atlanta Braves established a Major League Baseball record for number of pitchers called upon in one inning. Five. Oh, man. In the ninth <laughs> of a 5-4 defeat to the St. Louis Cardinals. That is like Jamie's worst nightmare. Least, least favorite thing. Man. Hey, you experienced a lot of that. Another call to the bullpen. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pretend that the starter started the ninth. And that, yeah, that's probably what happened. That's possible. So then you or, get or it could have been a really four good calls to the bullpen inning. in it, yeah. and okay. couldn't get a guy out. Well, Major Still, League Baseball's gotten it right now with their with. I their, thought they changed that rule. Yeah, I, I no, I think it's in place that you have to you have to face three batters. Is that in place? Still? Yeah. Okay. I so. Okay, I want college baseball to go to that too. Yes, very much so. Uh, I think that of all uh, baseball rule changes we've seen in recent years, that is by far the best one. I mean, how? Got to face three batters or finish the inning. I mean, it, it just makes sense. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> Make guys mad. be versatile. How do we come up with the rules that we come up with in college baseball? Like, uh, you can't put the home run chain on until you're in the dugout. <laughs> but we don't come up with that. Okay? But but we don't deal with that. We see Major League Baseball's made an adjustment, and it's better for the game. Okay? To me... Pitching changes, innings with multiple pitching changes, are the worst thing about baseball. It's the also, worst. It's it also, is the most dead time. Yeah. It is the most stand-around time. It is the most, I've been sitting here in my seat late in the game when it's starting to get, I mean, where it's like the excitement is building, it's a tight game, and you have just squeezed the life out of it by going situational pitcher. Oh, another situational pitcher. Oh, here comes another guy. And and you see a minute and a half of action to go with 15 minutes of warm-up pitches. It's the worst thing for pace of play in baseball, yeah. right? They're all about pace of play, speed yeah. the game up. That's the worst thing, closely followed by Joaquin Benoit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, we're worried about putting the, the cowboy hat on after you hit a home run before you get into the dugout. And oh, by the way, don't disrespect the opponents by putting the cowboy hat on, but you know, after you strike them out, go tell them to sit the blank down. That's okay. <laughs> We're not going to do anything about that. Or okay? throw a bleep you towards their dugout after yeah. you hit a home run. Yeah. yeah, or around first base and flip off the right fielder. We're good with that. <laughs> That's cool. No problems there. I mean, who is making these rules choice? We got them going, Jeff. We got him going. Hey, it's Friday. Don't forget Gosh. it's Friday. Sorry. I'll shut up now, Jeff. No, no. You're, you're like on that verge of me stopping this in sports history and just giving you a pulpit because you are preaching to the choir, and we are here for it. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen from the congregation? <laughs> I don't understand. 1990. You're going to shift sports. Good year. Really good year. Because um, I think Jamie might throw something at me if we keep talking baseball. 90th U.S. Golf Amateur Championship won by Bill Mickelson. 
Boy, we're talk about a guy who's gone down in popularity. <laughs> he looks like a hobo out there playing now. It is funny. He, I think he wore... Oh, what did he... He wore a t-shirt at the Open Championship. He had like a vest on, but he wore a t-shirt underneath. You're supposed to still wear the collared shirt and all that. He's like... It's great. I, I'm kind of enjoying Phil going against the grain right now. You are? Okay. Yeah, he's got like the the look of a guy that just got divorced. Okay. Like that's that's kind of lost himself. <laughs> like, what does a guy that just the, got divorced look he's like? He's growing out the neck beard and all of that. And, <laughs> I don't know. He's got a rough look to him. Okay. Also in 1990, the 77th Tour de France was won by Greg LeMond from the USA, the last technical U.S. <laughs> champion. What? 1994, former NFL running back, broadcaster, and actor O.J. Simpson pleads, quote, absolutely, 100% not guilty, mm. end quote, of murder. And in 1997, Greg Maddox throws a complete game with 76 pitches. I, gosh, I, I may admire Greg Maddox more than any other pitcher. Mm. Just amazing what he could do. Mm. It is National Panache Day. Bless you. Fudge-like candy made from brown sugar, butter, milk, using no flavoring except for vanilla. It's often a tannish color and lighter than regular fudge. Big and name. that's just off the top of his head. He wasn't reading. Right. That. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, birthdays tomorrow. Big one tomorrow. Darvin Ham, 49. Mm. Go break a backboard in his honor. Lakers coach. Today, Selena Gomez is 30. Shawn Michaels is 57. David Spade, 58. William Defoe, 67. Zeke Elliott, 27. Mm. Sean Lee, 36. Danny Glover, 76. Keyshawn Johnson, 50. And Tim Brown is 56. A lot of birthdays. And in 1933, we've had the Apollo landing, we've had the shuttle being retired, and now we get Willie Post fly solo around the world, seven days, 18 hours, 49 minutes. He did make several stops, but his first trip was from New York to Berlin nonstop. Flew over Russia, Alaska, Canada, and finally triumphantly landing back in New York to complete the trip. And that is this day in sports history. You, Should yeah. I roll out the pop the pulpit back? I mean, I'm happy to pull out no, the pulpit. I'm done. Nobody wants to hear me whine about that. <clears throat> There's at least two that do. Uh, you mentioned Greg Maddox, so can I share a Greg Maddox s- stat? He was uh, fact I, s- for I you. saw Greg Maddox last night. As a matter of fact, he was on episode two of The Captain. Okay, I was like. Mm-hmm. Where did you see him? Were you in Las Vegas last no. night? Because that seems to be where he's always at. Is he still with UNLV? Do you have any idea? I assume so. I don't know that for certain. Is a pitching coach? Year, or... so. Okay. So, uh, Greg Maddox, Jamie, faced 20,421 batters in his career. 20,421. During that 20,421 batter stretch... Only 310 saw a 3-0 count. 310 out of 20,421. It gets better. 177 of those were intentional walks. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so 133 of 20,000. 133 of 20-something... 20 20, he got to thousand. a 3-0 count without meaning to. On accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is... That, or, yeah, I mean, or the guy just had to take the whole way and Maddox was trying to get him to chase. Right. <laughs> yeah. And just That's that just crazy. magnifies the pinpoint control. There may be never... At least in our lifetimes, there's probably never been anyone that has the control that Greg Maddox had. He was also getting eight inches off the plate. With his slider. Like, he got the respect uh, call. There's no he got, question. He got that, but still. Some. Great pitcher. And that was also. One of an, my favorites. And that was also an era where it felt like we weren't really keeping really tight tabs on the umpire. Like, just looking like at the now, box. Yes. Yeah. 
Whereas now we're kind of judging them where before it was like, oh, you want to call it three inches off the plate? That's fine. Just do it both just ways. Just yeah. Yeah. Just adjust to the umpire that day. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different now, but still, I mean, that's, 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 that's unbelievable. Crazy. That's stat. awesome. More of the morning drive on the way. It is right here on Double T 97.3. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. 15 minutes away from right now, we will have the boom, boom, boom. Straight ahead. It's Jamie's question. I'm Choice. You got one more. You got one more for that. Hey, it's 7.15. It is 7.15. Mm-hmm. Dang it. You were so close. I was like, I thought we were one one closer to the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here shaking my head. No. Yeah, like, boom, boom, boom. not in 15 minutes. Jamie. All right. Boom, boom, boom. 30 minutes. No. 30 minutes away. 15 minutes away from Jamie's question of the day. But now you have some NCAA Thank you, Jeff. Things. <laughs> I do have NCAA things. I was like, I teased that. I'm like, oh, I can't get to it yet. But no, I can <laughs> All right, Jamie. So the NCAA Division I Council yesterday suggested a new rule. Okay. Can you promise you're not going to get upset and, like, cranky for the weekend on this? I promise. Okay. The NCAA Division I Council recommends that the NCAA removes the one-time part of its transfer rule. So any player would be able to transfer and have immediate eligibility. If they meet academic standards, athletes could potential, potentially transfer multiple times and play right away. So we keep hearing from coaches. We keep hearing from others out there. Hey, we need some parameters on this stuff. <laughs> Instead, the first thing we hear out of the NCAA is, hey, let's make it even looser. Just everybody transfer anytime you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not upset. And are you, are you telling yourself that or legitimately? No, I think it's a bad sign for college athletics that I'm not upset. You're numb to it? I'm numb to it. That seems about right. Yeah. Yep. I'm numb to it. I mean, when you started doing what you were doing with so many transfer portal stuff and guys leaving and going to their conference rivals and all that that was that was painful to me and that was signal signaled a, t- a a sign of the times and a major change in the way college sports is is run and all of that and it bothered me and you know as i said at the time it's just going to take time to get used to it right it's a different world that we're living in now sure um yeah i mean i, I hate this terribly but um, we're already allowing guys to transfer once or whatever. So well, we're we're already allowing guys to transfer twice. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not trying to call guys out, but Davion Harmon, who just came here from yeah. Oregon, sure, he transferred from Oklahoma to Oregon the year yeah. before. Um, there's another. Oh, Mal- yeah. Malik Wilson for Tech. He yeah. transferred from Louisiana to Tech, and now Tech to Houston. I think yeah. is where he went. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're being granted a release, you do whatever you want. Yeah, and so I I just I'm. I'm very numb to it, but at the same time, it's it continues to push me away a little bit. So, um, I I mean, I I still am gonna support, you know, the teams that I support or that I'm a fan of, and anything that's Texas Tech, I'm gonna root for those guys. But it's it just feels different when those guys aren't growing old with us here for three or four years, you know. But I think it's gonna affect some sports more than any more than others. Um, I mean, just the, the transferring to your conference opponents, your foes, is just, that's the one that just really bothers me. More than anything, I agree. I mean, it just, it just really bothers me. Well, it bothers me that that, the, that it's possible in the first place, and then it bothers me that guys are so weak to do it, that the guys want to do it in the first place. I mean, it's yeah. just like, what, where's the competitive nature? Where's the fuel or the fire burning in you that that should make you dislike these guys but instead you want to go join the enemy and it's all just the kevin durant thing i mean it's what it is Mm -hmm. hey i lost to these guys so let's go ahead and join them 
Yeah, and I guess it's, I mean, it's what professional sports is yeah. wants to become. And so, I, I mean. It feels like college basketball, players in college basketball specifically, want to do everything they can to be like NBA guys. I mean, everything. They want this free agency. They want to be able to, to just completely personify what the NBA is. And more and more, it's, it's becoming that it, for, there's, for players specifically. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I say this because everybody wants that with regards to wanting to control what they can do. The NBA is a player-driven league. It's not an owner-driven league. It's not a coaches-driven league. It's a player-driven league. Major League Baseball, owners-driven. Really? Oh, big time. Big time. Salary cap? Yeah. I mean, with the with regard, not salary cap, with Let's regards to no salary cap there. Um, all the things that the, who won the negotiations? It, the <laughs> owners won it. lost. Well, we all lost. Yeah, but the owners won that negotiation. Who's winning the NFL negotiations year in and year I out? I think if, if, if the MLB was a player or a owner's driven league, you would have a salary cap. You wouldn't. They you they wouldn't have to pay a guy four hundred forty million dollars to keep him. But not every team does. The union in Major League Baseball is the strongest one in professional right. so sports. I, I still think that's players driven. Anyway, good. Um, the NFL absolutely an owners driven league. One hundred percent. No question there. Yeah. Everybody wants more power across the board, and no matter what field you're in. Now, does it stink for college uh, athletics that this is happening to them? Now, sure, one hundred percent. But everybody wants more power, no matter what you're doing. The The catch is, is that they're getting it all at once. And that's why it's so shocking and so, so I don't even know a better word other than shocking, but destructive. I, I am not having a hard time being all in on Texas Tech football. Because okay. I don't feel like it's a new team every year. No. Okay. You're going to have changes. I'm not having a not hard time with Texas Tech baseball or track or tennis or volleyball or golf or whatever. I don't sure. feel like it's a new team every year. Some of them I don't follow as closely as I do others. I think that's understandable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am having a hard time being as bought in and excited about Texas Tech basketball. In the same way that I've had a hard time in recent years with Texas Tech women's basketball, because they never had the same players hardly for two years in a row. Okay? Not, you know, more so in the previous regimes than this one. Okay? I I just want to root for guys and girls that, that are here to be here for a while and not just the one-year one thing. I, I mean, just hop on the bandwagon at the end of your career after you played somewhere else. It's just not the sport. I don't love that. I get that it's allowed. I get that it makes our team better. And I'll be rooting for them to win. But I'm just not as diehard about it as I am football or baseball or track or whatever. Because, I I mean, Davion Harmon played for Oklahoma a couple years ago. Okay? And I hope he does great for us. I'll be rooting for him every time he touches the ball. But I just don't feel like we have the connection with these guys like we do in other sports because, I mean, it's just everybody's moving around. It's a, yeah. it's it, it's who's got the best free agent team this year, and we'll put together a different free agent team next year. And, I mean, we don't get to see Keenan Evans come in as a freshman and get better as a sophomore, better as a junior, and be a stud as a senior, okay? We don't get to see that anymore. That's what I loved. That's what I love. That was fun to me. And um, college basketball just feels like they're going away from that. And, I mean, again, they've got Texas Tech on their jersey or a double T on their side of their shorts, and I'll be rooting for them. But it's different for me than it is for the other sports. It's plain and simple. Yep. It's different for me. So uh, I don't know if that's going to affect other people the same way. I don't feel that way because it feels like there's a ton of excitement over this basketball team for the Red Raiders. Sure. I mean, I get so excited when I hear about Mark Adams signing a high school guy. 
<laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. High school, high school guy. All right. We're well, going to, you know. Can he stay here more than yeah. a year? Yeah. You know, that's truth be told, Matt Wells didn't do much of that either. No. You know, and Joey McGuire is, and so I'm excited about that. I mean, but. Fair enough. I mean, it is. Um, the other thing, Jamie, that comes out of this uh, Division One Council meeting is approval, at least to uh, send to final approval, of transfer windows. So being more specific on dates, That's which good. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for football, it would be the first period would be the last, or excuse me, from the last day of the championship to uh, 45 days after that. And then the second window would be from May 1st to 15th. It is the morning drive. Jamie's question next. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, Choice, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. My question for you today deals with what we just spoke about, Mm -hmm. the transfer portal, players coming, players going. And I want to go to the positive side of it. Okay, so okay. we'll be somewhat hypocritical in this <laughs> regard because right? I don't like all the transfers. But obviously, some of it has really worked out really well for you. It has, yeah. So I want you to pick the three major sports at Texas Tech and tell me your favorite transfer player for each of them. Favorite transfer player for each. That's a tough one. Um, just like all time or recent years hey, since the portal's go, been I, in? I know you can go all time. I've got two easy. The third, there's, there aren't as many for baseball. There's been some, but I don't know who my favorite is. But for football, Colin Schooler. For basketball, Tariq Owens. I would go, uh, personally, Matt Mooney. Just loved his game. Loved the guy, what he's about. Um, and he, just like Tariq Owens, that's kind of a 1A, 1B for me. Yeah. Both of those guys, you're not getting to a national championship game without them. No I mean, question. It, it takes both of those guys to get there. And I would put Brandon Francis as a close third there. Morning drive. Chuck, that's my guy. <laughs> um, I, here's what I would say about those three guys. Okay? Loved them when they were here. Uh-huh. Okay? Really enjoyed their game and what they did for the Red Raiders. And my love for them has been magnified since they left because they feel it feels like they're as, as passionate about Texas Tech Agree. Yeah. now as they were when they came here for one year hopping on the bandwagon. They have become real Red Raiders, okay, to me. Like actual and, Red Raiders for life. Yes, and Unlike that, other you know, they're still retweeting stuff there i mean yeah Tariq owens is talking noise to chris beard at a basketball game <laughs> I, I mean matt mooney comes back to lubbock and holds camps i mean those are guys that feel like sure, they've yeah. bought into what we are here at texas tech so you know really like them as players and know they helped you a lot but love them even more now man you're you're really gonna have to help me on the front of baseball on which was guys Conley a transfer? were transfers he was a transfer um, he went to Miami first. Yep. Um, so he's a transfer. Tanner Gardner was a transfer, correct? Mm-hmm. No, he was he was a high school guy? Mm-hmm. Frisco. Okay. See, and that's where I'm like, it, it's okay. more fuzzy on baseball because there's guys you don't see mm-hmm. during their freshman and sophomore years as much. And it's like, oh, okay. he's a junior. Okay, um, so. Um, oh, we got a wrong answer, though. It, it, Darvin Ham. Oh, there's a good one. He was a transfer. Yeah, he forgot he was a transfer. Played for some school in Colorado or something. It did not, like. yeah, did not realize that off the eighth floor center challenge. Yeah. See, there's so many guys before this era yeah. that were may yeah. have been transfers uh, that you forget. Okay, so me personally, I'm going Matt Mooney in basketball. Okay, okay, you already brought that one up. Yep, I'm going Colin Schooler in football. Man, I, I love what he brought to the Red Raiders. Brought to the Red Raiders for a couple of years. Agreed, and he got to stay around yeah. the second year because okay. of COVID. Yeah, baseball for me, this one's pretty easy. Easton Morrell. Okay. Okay. That that one. Okay. Um, uh, Adam Kirsch. I mean, you're not getting to that first College World Series without Adam Kirsch. Adam true. was a what, FIU. Yeah. Yep. Transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember yeah. that because because that was kind of. Or was it he was a grad. Atlantic? Don't remember. Yeah. He was a grad transfer, right? No, I don't think so. I, I think okay. he came and went to school here for a year and, and then played. Yeah. The old-fashioned yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> But you're not getting to the 2014 College World Series without Adam Kirsch. 
He was huge. I for think that he's team. extremely underrated on yeah. that team. When you think about that team as a whole, yeah, you could also think of a ton of Red Raider baseball players that were JUCO transfers. I really was thinking more about Division One transfers, and Darvin. I don't think played at a D one. No, school I think he was else. JUCO. I think he was a JUCO. So if you're going, yeah, but I didn't specifically say that. Um, Man, so that that's a good answer with Darvin Ham. But yeah, Easton Morrell coming from Arkansas, uh, and I mean what he. How, how much he improved and became a much bigger factor at the end of his career. And then uh, and then just, I mean, that's a guy that, I mean, loves the Red Raiders. Yeah. Plus that home run in, in Omaha against Arkansas was pretty dang cool. That was a lot of fun. I mean, that was like, that was <laughs> baseball <laughs> magic right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of of all of that. So, uh, Adam Kirsch, that's a name I have not thought of in a mm-hmm. long time, but... Mm-hmm. That's a good pick, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and Kel Conley's a good one, too. And it was, was FIU for, okay. for yeah. uh, Kirsch. Um, Cal Conley, yeah, I mean. Never technically played for Miami, but, yeah, he was there, he was there for a semester, right? Yeah. Uh, hitting from both sides. Maybe maybe a year from now we'll all be talking about Kevin Bazell. Was, <laughs> was Noisy a transfer, or did he come straight out of high school? No, he was a Juco transfer. Juco transfer. And McLennan. He'd be up yeah. there. Um, he had a, he had a couple of really good seasons, had a, had some injury sure, to, to mix in there. Too, never but. seen a better outfield arm in college baseball. Really? Okay. I mean, as far as strength and accuracy, it was terrific. How long till you think he gets to, uh, play against his brother in the big leagues? Well, it probably has to do with his health because yeah. he did deal with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bryson, Adonis, O'Banner of late. Yeah, Bryson Williams is another one. I I agree with you on watching these guys afterwards. That does matter to me personally um, and seeing how much they loved being Red Mm -hmm. Raiders. So Bryson, he seemed to love his time here, but it's kind of like, okay, let's wait and see if he he claims to be a Red Raider Mm -hmm. afterwards because that's a guy who spent time at Fresno State and UTEP. Mm Mm-hmm. But Matt Mooney was also a three-time transfer. He was Air Force, I think, his first year, and then South Dakota after that. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting after we, we just talked about all the transfer stuff. Yeah, but, but there's also you've also got plenty of guys that have been key guys that, I mean, Bryce Bonin was another one that, that came from Arkansas, too, for the baseball program. Bonin, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, how about um, Patrick Monteverdi? I mean, how good was he for you? How about Andrew ago? Morris? Yeah, yeah. This I mean, year, Morris, I mean, there's yeah. there's guys that have been really good. Sure. And sure. I guess why it doesn't stick as much in baseball for me is because a lot of times you see those guys transfer and end up only being here one year because of the draft afterwards. Mm-hmm. If they have that success, mm-hmm. they're usually gone after that one year. So it's almost like a grad transfer sure. type of situation where it's a sure a one season football. Uh, you know who I'd love to. To have my favorite would be Tyler Shuck. If he has an amazing season, he'd be mm-hmm. a transfer from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Would be uh, would be lovely. Lady Raider basketball is easy too. Yeah, Cheryl uh, yeah. Sloops. Sloops. That, yeah. I think that one's the yeah. the easiest one. She went from UT to JUCO, yeah. South Plains, and then Texas Tech. But yeah, Cheryl would be pretty easy one. I'm sure there's ones across sports that are. They're great as well. Mm-hmm. But y'all can chime in with yours on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Your favorite transfers in the big three sports or otherwise, they're on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Santos Silva, yeah, that's another guy that seems to love being a Red Raider, completely bought in. Sure. Loved his, his um, willingness to change roles this year. Mm-hmm. A le- leadership, leadership. Guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Santos Silva's a good one. Um, our tra- our best transfer was Beard leaving. Okay, <laughs> it's fun. Um, someone else says with transfers, I was surprised to see McClung put up the cactus. I thought of him more as a beard guy than a tech guy, but it shows he's still invested. Yeah, there's there's guys you see, and it's like oh, I don't know how much he cared for his time at tech but yeah saw him throw up the cactus too so it's fun mm-hmm. o'banner bro hustle yeah kevin o'banner seems like another guy that's that's bought in to the, to the program a team type of guy and um 
we'll see what he's able to do this year. But obviously last year uh, did some great things for you. And I uh, hope he can continue that. Did Easton get drafted or sign a free agent deal? Hard to believe that one of if one of those didn't occur. That's from Scott and Did not get drafted, and I have not seen anything on any other Red Raiders besides Parker Kelly signing. I, I haven't s- seen anything on Kurt Wilson or Easton Morrell. I'm surprised at both of those guys. But, me too. Me too. But surely, surely that's going to happen, right? Like. I would They're guess weak. so, but I, I, I do not know. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen anything at this point. No. Another person chiming in with Tariq. Yeah, a lot of good options, especially in the last six or seven years and in sports for favorite transfers across those three sports. You can keep getting those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get back to some uh, crazy rumors floating around from yesterday. One from the Big 12. And another from the entire world of college sports. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. It's time for the boom, boom, boom. Here with the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. I'm Choice. He's Jamie. Jamie, get us started, please. All right. A good day for the Texas baseball teams yesterday as they get the second half started. Rangers blanked the Marlins 8-0. to zero. Nice day on the mound for Jonathan Gray. Texas now moves on to Oakland to start a series with the A's tonight. 8 o'clock pregame start time here on Double T 97.3. The Astros swept a doubleheader with the Yankees, winning the first one on a walk-off single. 3-2 to two is the final there. Won the nightcap 7-5. to five. Uh, they win the season series against the Yankees just this year, five to two. The only wins the Yankees got were both on walk-offs, so uh, very easily could have been seven-zero, Houston. Yeah. Uh, but the Strohs get two from New York yesterday. Now they take their odd schedule and hit the road and head to Seattle for a first pitch just after nine on one hundred point seven. The score tonight. The stat the Astros fan base is running with right now is of the two hundred and some at bats for the five-game series that they play with the Yankees. The Yankees had the lead in none of those at-bats. Mm. The uh, batting average for the Yankees against the um, Astros this year is like 150-ish, and it's the second lowest for any team against another team in Major Thanks. League history. Yeah, That's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it just speaks to how good the Astros pitching is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, some fun. Or I'd tell you it was how poor the Yankees' offense is, but... I mean, they lead the league in scoring, so it can't really be that. You have to credit the Astros more than Yankees' failures. As you mentioned, both those teams going to the West Coast. Tough trip for the Rangers, going from Miami to Oakland. I know, no doubt. You don't really see that much in Major League Baseball. From Obviously, this is a quirky deal. Yeah, has mm-hmm. to be on this one. Uh, some opportunity to watch the former Red Raider basketball players as the alumni team called the Air Raiders will be in action for the first time in TBT, the basketball tournament, coming up this afternoon from Wichita. It will be a uh, 3 o'clock tip-off. If you're inclined to watch it, you can do so on ESPN Plus at 3 o'clock. If the Red Raiders win this one, they will play again tomorrow at 7 p.m. I should say Air Raiders. I, I wonder, I guess they probably can't have any actual, like, Texas Tech logos for licensing reasons and all of that on them, but they're as these alumni teams are as closely involved with the actual mm-hmm. team as possible without technically being associated with. Sure, but they let them practice at the Bumble and all of that, so it's cool. Uh, that will be once again three o'clock this afternoon. Okay, so in the Major League Baseball draft, first round on Sunday night, Mm -hmm. Rangers made a shocking move and took Kumar Rocker, who was expected to be uh, picked somewhere between 25 and 30. The Rangers took him with a third overall pick, and we told you that probably had something to do with what was going to happen later because they could sign him under slot value. They signed him to about $2.5 million less than what is normally expected at that number three pick. And we talked on Monday about so the Rangers would have more money to spend on somebody else. Okay, well, their fourth-round pick, Brock Porter, 
We found somebody else. They found somebody else. Porter was taken in the fourth round, thought to be a guy that would be taken earlier, and then other teams in the second and third round laid off of because of the number that he was demanding. Well, the Rangers drafted him in the fourth round. His slot value in the fourth round was 560000 Okay? Okay. The Rangers yesterday agreed to a deal with him for $4 million. <laughs> Seven or eight oh. times more than his slot value. So that was the extra money from Kumar and some. Uh, but the Rangers kind of feel like they now ended up with two, you know, top and first round picks, even though they got one of them in the fourth round. And that's why the Rangers did what they did. So um, hopefully it's a move that works out for Texas, but uh, definitely two quality, quality arms that the Rangers add to their uh, young repertoire of pitchers. And hopefully... I hope this, so. This guy, Brock Porter, works out. He was a Clemson signee. Hopefully all of these pitchers work out, and the Rangers have, like, three aces on the future staff. That would be fun. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've heard you could have as many as four. Four? Or five. Why not go with five? Hey, they have six-man rotations nowadays. I mean, so. you're you're lo- running a loaded deck if you're running five aces, but I'd be okay with that for the Rangers for a while. True. Touche. Um, big news out of the NFL yesterday, Jamie. A quarterback signing. The Cleveland Browns have signed Josh Rosen. I wonder why. To a one-year deal. That was not the big news. I was joking. But mm-hmm. Rosen will be uh, playing with the Browns. So Watson, Deshaun Watson is the presumed starter if, you know, he doesn't ever get suspended. See what happens on that front. Surely he's going to. Don't call me Shirley. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, the other one on the Browns roster. So Josh Rosen... The newest Cleveland Brown. Go try to clean up some mess there. Uh, the big one for for real, though, was the Arizona Cardinals giving Kyler Murray a five-year, $230 million deal that includes $160 million guaranteed. It would make Kyler Murray the second-highest-paid quarterback in terms of average salary at $46.1 million per year. Jamie, $46.1 million per year for Kyler Murray. <clears throat> Remember uh, the team that drafted him in baseball, the Oakland Athletics? Their salary this <laughs> year is $48 million combined. <laughs> Their payroll is $41.9 oh, million. I heard, I heard 40, 48 last night. Okay. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going by this little thing. So, so, yeah. Either way, almost the same numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> Murray's making in football. I guess he made the right decision. And he's the second highest paid, right? There you go. Behind, you, behind you do Aaron, your money ball thing and see if it works out. Behind Aaron Rodgers. Yes, behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just feel like that kind of money for him, I feel like the Cardinals are doomed to be good, not great, just like the Cowboys. It does feel like a Dak Prescott situation. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not paying a crazy amount to a running back, so maybe they can get away with it better. Mm-hmm. And that is the boom, boom, boom. You can continue to join us with your thoughts and comments on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Lots of good good ones there, uh, like this one from earlier. My MySpace top friend was my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> oh. Is that now your girlfriend or wife? Or? <laughs> we need to hear more on that. How's it's... the relationship with the bro? Yeah, what, how's that working out? Mm-hmm. Seems kind of interesting. Uh, someone else says they should only get one transfer during their college career. Yeah, it's it's heading the opposite direction of that. Shoot, we may be heading in a direction, Jamie, where it's like people could transfer and be immediately eligible after a semester. Oh, he played uh, up until December with North Carolina, but he's going to Duke for the, for January. <laughs> um, <laughs> Surely middle, we won't ever get to that point. Middle, middle of the season. Middle of the like season. Major League Baseball will... You know, have two teams playing on a Friday night and a start of a weekend series, and they'll make a trade, and the guy will switch locker rooms. Switch and, locker. Yeah, hey, hey, let's start doing that. Say yeah. what you will. Do though, we ever that, get to tra- trading players in college? Well, that's not what I want to have in co- college. That's kind of fun when it happens in Major League Baseball. It is fun and funny. Yeah. Uh, the one most recently with the Rangers was Jake Diekman. I remember that he was mm-hmm. Rangers were playing the Diamondbacks in Arizona. He literally. 
rides the little bullpen cart across to <laughs> to go to the Diamondbacks locker room. So crazy. It's crazy, but it is. Especially when you consider that those negotiations sports. with teams are not done just that morning. It's not like no. they make that phone call that morning. Hey, what do you take for Deakman? Oh, we'll take blank and blank. All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, Deakman, go over there. Like, those are building up. Except and then, that one I think was done that morning because I think that was up against the trade deadline. But I most guarantee they talked before that game. You mean things don't just happen like they do in the, in in the, the movie movies? Moneyball? No. Get on the phone. Get him on the phone. Mm-hmm. I just watched that the other night. I thought you I, don't like it. No, I, I like it. I mean, I don't. You still think... like how it's portrayed, where they forget to mention the uh, three aces on the staff. Yeah, for, I mean, it, it, it's like they. Yeah, I mean, I think every what they done, what they did, and all that was true. I mean, I'm an analytics guy. I, I just, it's just, uh, it was like they completely avoided the three names. Yeah, like they never mentioned them. And, yeah. and they were huge parts of Oakland's success. I mean, was it like that they didn't give them the rights to use their names in the movie? I mean, you did see the back of Hudson's jersey. But it was like, why would we <laughs> right. not have those guys mentioned in there? No, that and doesn't make any sense. of them me. talking about Zito. And, and, like, they talked about it a little bit, but it was a back burner for the movie when it was really the main story of that season. It was just really odd. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Glad to be part of your Friday morning. It is the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. He's Jamie Lent. I'm Choice Woodman. And for Charles today, you can uh, continue to join us. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Hopes, dreams, whatever you want to get in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can do so there through that Double T 97.3 mobile app. Uh, A few more thoughts before we get to some uh, crazy realignment rumors from yesterday. PJ says, kudos to you if you had Jamie saying, kicking it on your morning drive bingo card. I mean, that's not quite a free space on bingo, but that gets said at least once a week. You say kicking it. No, I, I think you say kicking it to one of us, but I don't think, feel like you throw that around on air too much. I don't really know. I don't keep track. What is uh, more I, family friendly, kicking it or getting busy? <laughs> I think about the same. That what, was a boring answer, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Thank you. What's the song that's uh, talking about getting busy in a... Burger King, Burger King bathroom. bathroom. It's a Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance. That's what it is. A digital underground. <laughs> Thank you. I am such a hip hop savant. 90s hip hop. I mean, eight, late 80s, early 90s hip hop. Jamie is your guy. I mean, this is the golden era, man. It was when you could understand what they were saying. I mean, because. And, it, and you could play it on the radio without having to have versions that were only on Spotify. I mean,. You could kind of understand what they're saying better. Like, what's a hoopa, a hypa? Protected by a viper. Yeah. When I'm out to hoopa, you know, you better decipher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sure you understand all that? <laughs> yeah, I understood it perfectly. That was Shaq. That was Shaq, right? Shaq Diesel, Shaq Diesel. Making, Diesel. making magic right there. I think we just need to spend the next, you know, 45 minutes letting Jamie spit out the lyrics of random. I mean, he hasn't even gotten to his Beastie Boys repertoire no. yet. No, he hasn't. You want to? No. Okay. I just wanted to give you the opportunity. <laughs> Leave it out there. All right, uh, a couple more from the chat line. Someone says, hey, Jamie, still missing tech baseball at Dan Law. Man. But cheering on the Astros and Rangers. Not kidding. Yeah. I mean, the draft got me excited. I know. Only you start uh, talking about Red Raider baseball players and what's coming back. And Do you have a countdown clock on your uh, MySpace page? <laughs> I do not. I think that was the thing I had at one point. A countdown clock to Texas Tech football season. It was. <laughs> there were so many great things about yeah. MySpace. Mm-hmm. It was better than Facebook. But mm-hmm. just, just saying. Yeah. Customize it up. Put the double T's on there. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many days are we away from, from February? We don't have a clue yet, do we? When I think it's season? the 17th. Oh, we already know? Okay. I think it's the 17th. That's. That would be my guess. 
not terribly far away. Uh, Yankee Michael Raiders. Jordan's birthday. MJ's birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, start of college baseball season, MJ's birthday, Jamie's birthday, Valentine's Day, all right there together. Jim Kelly's birthday. Is what, 16th? 14th. 14th? Oh, it's Valentine's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankee Raider says, don't know if he was the best, but I sure loved what we got out of Patrick Monteverde. I wish he we could duplicate that over and over and over again. I feel like he kind of did duplicate it this year, right? With Andrew Morris? I felt like it was pretty similar numbers and in terms of being able to count on a guy that kind of went through the same stuff Mm -hmm. getting to be a red raider Mm -hmm. um i think patrick monteverdi probably had higher highs than andrew morris did and was more dominant at times but i would i would say that andrew morris was was more consistent he just unfortunately had his yeah worst few outings right at the end of the year at the end of the year it's worst time to hit that that low kind of wouldn't the entire tech yeah. baseball so although i mean he pitched well in, he pitched well in what city were we in uh Arlington? georgia southern wherever oh. we were you've really forgotten the name of the city what was the name of it you don't uh, even know i don't remember pullman georgia no. <laughs> i don't know this you're is bothering me. You're looking bother. it up. I don't care. I care. <laughs> trying to forget all the memories. Georgia Southern is in Statesboro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, should have known that one. Okay. Just, um, just know I stood two and a half hours in line to get a rental car. That's They had dumb. been reserved. That's just dumb. Uh, Bullfighter says, finding the cousins topic always comes up when choice is involved. <laughs> Somebody Jamie else, always brings it up. Somebody else says perhaps Choice has Arkansas family ties. I don't think so. Why are you looking up? Because I'm remembering <laughs> if I have Arkansas family ties. I have I have Oklahoma family ties, which is basically the same, right? I mean, it's Arkansas and kissing mm. cousins and stuff. Southeast Oklahoma for sure. Yeah, oh. I think uh Yeah, I think Arkansas is more of, uh, thought to be more like the redneck uh-huh. population. I think Oklahoma is thought to be descendants of the Native Americans. Some. All of those things affect your personality traits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some. There's definitely some redneck Okies mm-hmm. that I've got in the family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jamie, there was some rumors floating around in college athletics yesterday. Something called which most people probably didn't know what this was, Sideline Sports Network. Ever heard of it before yesterday? Nope. Had you heard of it before? I just said it right then. I read the article. Okay, you read it. Uh, Being reported that Arizona, Arizona State, again, rumors, if you're just getting in the car, uh, they, they said being reported that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah will apply for Big 12 membership this afternoon. Then, as we see so often with Twitter, they tweet below that. We're still working to verify these claims. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, all you have to do is say, we've been told or reports say right. reports. people get interested in what you're saying. Exactly. And you have no, you have, you have, uh, you're not obligated to be right. No. You just you pretend somebody else, else. Say, said it. Yeah. And just, just like the sources say, I mean, they always taught us in, what was your major in college? Mine? Yeah. Uh, journalism. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. They taught they taught us in the journalism class classes. Cite your sources. Mm-hmm. But that's a complete opposite of yeah. Today's I, world. I mean, you just say their sources. There are some, uh, sometimes though. I mean, you have where, to have anonymity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to get a, information, sure, you have to be. <laughs> you have to have to be really solid you, with your sources. Why are you laughing? I'm, I'm laughing at because there's a member of this morning show that was adamant <laughs> that Mike Leach was going to be the new head coach at Texas Tech. Oh, yeah. Tucked it away in the drawer. Because he yeah. had a source that told him it was going to happen. Mm. And, uh, good God. We get the new head coach. We and all he get believed excited. said source. Yeah. Two, three weeks later, we finally asked, hey, who was yeah, on the, I mean, envelope? He was, was in the envelope? He was yeah. excited to tell us for weeks on end that he knew who it was going to be. I know it. 
however long that was. Yeah, not really weeks, yeah. but yeah. so that was uh, floating around yesterday. The crazier one, Jamie. I've seen a couple of places where reports, sources, Oklahoma's going to stay in the Big 12 and leave Texas to go to the SEC by themselves. Had you seen this one? No, I have I've not seen, seen that one. I've seen multiple on this one. Oh, my goodness. That one is wild. And uh, about face. Apparently, people at Oklahoma said Oklahoma is still That's... fully planning to become a member in the SEC in 2025. So Yeah, okay. Not much, not much to that one. But again, we this is kind of a, a barometer thing every day when it comes to the realignment conversations. Where's your where's your barometer today? You still feeling leaning towards expansion in the Big Twelve? Yeah, I am. I, I feel like every day as this goes on, there's more reports or more feelings that the Pac twelve is getting weaker and weaker and some of the numbers being thrown around as little as twenty five million dollars a year for TV contracts, and in comparison, numbers are closer to fifty million for the Big Twelve. Yeah, that, I mean the Pac twelve just needs to pack it in if that's the case. Yeah, I mean it, it just feels like uh, the one thing I did see is that the possibility of of this report being floated out there yesterday is one possibility is that it could be a bluff from those four corner schools to try to get Oregon and Washington to back off of their unequal revenue sharing mm -hmm. conversation. May scare To me Oregon that would Washington. be the death of the Pac-12 right there. Yep. Why why would those other schools say we're not we're going to take that? Would, if if they're going to be making less, makes no the sense. same opportunity in the Big 12 conference to make more and it's more equal. No. Yeah, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Complete gut feeling, no sources, no reports. I think we get something by sometime next week where we learn that those four corner schools become Big 12 members. We'll see, though. All right, back to more of your thoughts. It is The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. You've been listening to The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT97.3.com.